Hello and welcome to the Rare Disease Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Aparna Krishnan. Every week, we at Partners for Access discuss the major news developments impacting the rare disease and cell and gene therapy industry and what they mean for you. This week, we look at Vertex investment in the gene therapy space through an acquisition and expansion of current collaboration and European approval of Bluebird Bio's Zinteglo. We first take a look at Vertex Pharmaceuticals' announcement this week that's expected to have a significant impact on the company's gene therapy capabilities. The company is set to expand its existing collaboration with CRISPR Therapeutics by entering into an exclusive licensing arrangement to discover and develop gene editing therapies for the treatment of Duchenne muscular dystrophy or DMD and myotonic dystrophy type 1 or DM1. CRISPR and Vertex are already working together, having partnered in, in 2015 for sickle cell and beta thalassemia products. For the new initiative, Vertex will pay $175 million upfront for the exclusive worldwide rights to CRISPR Therapeutics' existing and future intellectual property, including foundational CRISPR-Cas9 technology, guide RNAs, and AAV vectors. CRISPR Therapeutics is eligible to receive payments of up to $1 billion, inclusive of the upfront and potential future payments based on the successful achievement of specified research, development, regulatory and commercial milestones for the DMD and DM1 programs. In addition, Vertex will also pay tiered royalties on future net sales on any products that may result from this collaboration. Vertex also said that it has signed an agreement to acquire the privately held Exonix Therapeutics, which focuses on creating transformative gene editing therapies to repair mutations that cause DMD and other severe neuromuscular diseases. Vertex will acquire all outstanding shares of Exonix and Exonix shareholders are eligible to receive payments of approximately $1 billion, including $245 million upfront and potential future payments based primarily upon the successful achievement of specified development and regulatory milestones for the DMD and DM1 programs. Both these initiatives mark a significant leap for Vertex into gene therapy. So what will Vertex get for its sizable investment of uh, close to $2 billion? Interestingly, by choosing to focus on muscular dystrophies, it will enter into a market which has proved to be an increasingly attractive target for companies developing gene therapies. The most advanced gene therapies in this space come from Pfizer, Sarepta Therapeutics and Solid Biosciences. But others are developing gene therapies in this space too. These include Myogene Bio and Geneton. Treatment options for DMD essentially remain limited, with Sarepta holding the most recent DMD approval for its drug Exontis 51. The most advanced therapies in development in the pipeline are using a gene transfer approach targeting the mutated dystrophin gene behind the disease. Vertex approach is different, where it will use CRISPR gene editing techniques to repair DMD-related mutations in the body and thereby restore dystrophin production. To head up its new gene therapy initiative in the DMD area, 
Vertex has appointed Dr. John T. Gray as Senior Vice President Genetic Therapies. Dr. Gray has previously led Odentis Therapeutics RAAV gene therapy for neuromuscular and liver disorders pipeline as Chief Scientific Officer. It's left to be seen how Vertex will develop its gene therapy approach in the next few years. Now Jack Rawson discusses Bluebird Bio's news on Zinteglo. So Jack, what is the latest news with Zinteglo? Well, the EMA has given a conditional pr- approval for the drug, which is based on uh, CD34 plus stem cells taken from patients that are genetically modified to contain the working gene for beta hemoglobin. This is a one-shot therapy, and it was previously known as lentiglobin, and can be used in the EU to treat patients aged 12 and above. So what does this actually mean for patients? Untreated beta thalassemia progresses with severe anemia, splenomagaly, bone deformities and, uh, and death before the age of 20. So patients require periodic blood transfusions, which is a significant unmet need, as monthly transfusions also require iron chelation to deal with uh, the accumulation of iron, which patients get from these transfusions, and these have significant mortality and comorbidities in terms of organ damage, tissue damage, and cardiac disease. Current treatments available include regular transfusions and chelation therapy, which are estimated to be at 480,000 over a patient's life in the UK. Allergenic bone marrow transplants are in a similar range, 300,000 to 750,000. But there are problems with both of these. The cardiac complications of transfusions and chelation therapy are significant. Bone marrow transplants come with risks, including graft versus host disease and other potential problems. Sintegro as, as an ex vivo gene therapy removes the need for regular transfusions as it's just one procedure, like a bone marrow transplant, but it also doesn't carry the same risks of graft versus host disease. So give us some more information on the approval itself. What were the studies that the approval was based on? Initially, EMA gave the prime designation to uh, lentiglobin or Zinteglo, as it's referred to now. Uh, And the the conditional marketing approval, which we received news of a few days ago, was based on a phase one and two study and phase one and two North Star study, as well as the data available from the North Star 2 and North Star 3 studies. And these showed that Zintegla was able to reduce the need for blood transfusions in 11 out of 14 patients. In these studies, out of the 14 patients who did not completely lack beta-globin and were given Zintegla, 11 out of them had sufficiently high levels of red blood cells, so they did not need blood transfusions for at least one year after treatment. What does this actually mean for pricing and reimbursement of uh, cell and gene therapies? Recently, most cell and gene therapies have been priced at a premium, and that has um, started a debate in the industry. So where does Zinteglo occur, Zinteglo's price occur in that scenario? Uh, this comes following the, the price setting of Novartis's Zolgensma in the US at 2.1 million, which is for spinal muscular atrophy or SMA. And analysts expect uh, the cost of 
Zintegro to be anywhere between 450,000 to 1 million euros. And back in January 2018 at the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference, Bluebird Bio's chief executive officer, Nick Leshley, actually brought up the issue of healthcare funding and reimbursement, highlighting the future innovation of cell and gene therapies and the importance of recognizing their values as costly and revolutionary advancements in medicine, meaning that the pricing of these is crucial for all players in this market. Following the EMA approval, what's next for Zintegro? Well, the company will be prioritizing Germany, Italy, France and the UK as initial launch markets. These countries have 90% of Europe's beta thalassemia patients. A country-by-country reimbursement process will allow Zintegro to uh, target these appropriate patients. And the biotech has previously suggested a payment model based on an upfront fee and payments on installments over five years. A recent analysis by Clarivate suggested that Zintegro is one of the top launches to watch in 2019, with sales predicted to be 1.12 billion by 2023, assuming the therapy is also successful in the follow-up indications, including sickle cell disease. Uh, Zintegro will require that Bluebird provide further uh, results on ongoing studies in the form of registries and other data. And of course the US is an important market having granted Zintegro orphan drug status and breakthrough therapy designation. The company is planning to file the therapy with the FDA later this year. And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, do visit our website www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening. See you next week.